It's time for another episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck. And now, coming to the mic, your host, Chuck. Today, I have Ashley Bowen Cook, president of Gretemann Group and also the chair of the Wichita Aero Club with us. Welcome, Ashley, to Espresso Yourself with Chuck. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Well, this is exciting for a couple of reasons. One, you are a very accomplished person. Uh, the Gretemann Group is a premier uh, marketing agency, creative agency in Wichita, but my personal history with Ashley goes back to uh, actually around my senior year, her parents offered me my first paying job to help out around their, their place. So I got to mow and, and uh, odd jobs like that. So it was, it was great, uh, great family. Ashley obviously was a very young uh, child at the time, but uh, even then was very polite, and you could tell she was going to do big things, and you have. So tell us a little bit, Ashley, about your youth growing up and uh, maybe when you thought you knew what you wanted to do with your life. Yes, well, thank you for that introduction, Chuck. And yeah, um, I was talking with my husband about, you know, it's funny when a networking relationship goes back 40 years, and he was like, 40 years? And I said, well, yeah, I was like five or six when I met Chuck. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I guess just to set the stage, so um, I grew up um, like Chuck in a small town east of Wichita, a bedroom community called Augusta, Kansas, uh, population under 10,000, um, you know, one middle school, one high school, um, really fortunate to grow up in a community like that, especially looking back. Um, I think we probably didn't realize how lucky we were having a small knit community where um, people really supported each other. And, and, you know, to your point, Chuck, like with that, the job with my folks, you know, it was like reaching out to the high school and hey, what kids need some jobs? And, you know, oh, these are good kids and they're hard workers. And so let's extend this relationship. Um, so, you know, that was a good foundation for me. Um, I'm also really fortunate in that my amazing husband of 20 years, almost 21 years, is from the same hometown. Um, and so we're able to instill a lot of those values that we learn there from in both our home life and our business. Um, but uh, after, you know, I was kind of your traditional all-American kid, um, you know, mostly A's in school, student council president, dance team, that kind of thing. Um, and so, again, I think when you're in a smaller town like that, you have those unique opportunities that you don't have in a bigger school. Um, and so I'm, again, very grateful that we had that chance to have all that exposure to really find out what our interests were as we grew up. Um, and, you know, I talk a lot um, with students about you've got to find out as much what you like in life as what you don't like in life to, to help direct yourself. Um, so uh, from there, I went to the University of Kansas, Rock Chuck Jayhawk. Rock Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually had no idea what I wanted to major in, and um, so I was really just taking my basic courses those first couple of years, and my dad said, well, you really like to talk, <laughs> and so maybe you should try the communications route, 
<laughs> and so I did. I went into the school school of journalism, um, the William Allen White School of Journalism, as a really well known program, and uh, majored in business communication. So essentially, media relations, PR, um, and really, you know, that was well. Gosh, I graduated in. 2000. So that was, you know, 23 years ago. So the program has changed considerably um, in what they offer. But at the time, you, you know, segmented off into um, what you wanted to focus in. And um, from there, I spent time um, during the summers, I interned at Bombardier Learjet for a friend of my dad's in the PR department. And I was really fortunate in that, that, you know, that relationship of my dad's gave me the entry into that first job, but it was because I was able to prove myself that first summer, I was asked back two more times. And so I think that's really important, you know, for students to remember, and really, I mean, anybody in the workforce to remember, you know, you may get that foot in the door, but you have to get in and prove yourself. And, generally speaking, if you do, um, the opportunities will continue to present themselves. So from there, I uh, went to work for uh, a sister company of Bombardier's called Bombardier FlexJet. It was a fractional business jet program down in Dallas. And my husband and I lived down there for a couple of years. And then um, he had the opportunity to move back here. And so we moved back and at the time, I was actually on the client side of Gretemann Group um, for FlexJet. And so I basically was able to then just switch over to the agency side from my old boss. <laughs> and um, that's how I started here as a brand manager. And then over the last 20 years, I've just worked my way up. Um, I started working on business development about 10 yeah, about 10 years ago. Um, and then from there went on to just, you know, increase responsibilities. And then in the beginning of the year, transferred over to being president of the organization. And that was a big announcement earlier this year. Uh, I think since January 1st, you've been president. Uh, but as yes. you said, worked your way up through the organization literally over about the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so when you came in as um were you an account exec with Gretman Group initially, or what was your first role? Yes. Um, so my first, yeah, account executive, brand manager, just oh, okay. um, different different titles depending on um, how the agency has evolved. But yes. Um, so, you know, in that type of a role, uh, my job was to be the liaison between the client and the agency and with all the projects that the client had going and basically just have a daily pulse um, to keep the rest of the team informed. And as a liaison, uh, you have to make the client happy, but you also have to keep the agency happy and, and balance the workload with what the client expectations are. And so you're, you're constantly working those two relationships to make sure that you get what the client needs. Um, and so I did that for a long time. Um, I had uh, clients everywhere. Most of my clients were in aviation. Again, since that's my background um, with Bombardier and with my dad and growing up in the industry. Um, but I also had some others. I had a banking client at one time, um, which was really interesting to learn about all the regulatory um, 
issues that you have to deal with there. Um, but yeah, day-to-day -day operations of just those particular clients. And then um, again, as things went on, then I started adding business development. So where you're talking about giving presentations and preparing, you know, decks to present the offerings of the agency to clients. What did you find most challenging, managing the relationships or doing the creative part? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so honestly, I would say it varies by situation. Um, sometimes in this industry, so, um, you know, just to give a little bit of background on what it's like to work with an agency, um, oftentimes a client will come to us because either they have a small internal team or they have no internal team really at all in order to, you know, execute just everything from overall branding and strategy all the way down to, you know, making updates on PowerPoints and one sheets and different collateral that they need. So it really runs the gamut um, depending on the client. Um, so with that, you know, your job as an agency is to really find out how the client can best utilize the resource of an agency to help maximize their marketing. And sometimes um, that, you know, you're sometimes only dealing with one person and that makes it a pretty seamless process. And other times you're dealing with a committee of people and that can make it a lot more challenging because all of those people want to put their, um, their stamp on that project and, and add some personalization to it. And not everybody always agrees. And so sometimes your job in that role is to act as a little bit of a mediator or, okay, well, let's talk about this. What, what are we really trying to accomplish here? You know, are you willing to, to give in on that? Or is that really the best approach um, to accomplish our goal? And what, what prepared you best for the role of working with clients and mediating. And because I don't know, at least when I was at KU, there was really never a class that taught that. Uh, nope. So <laughs> how did you best prepare for that, that role or that skill as part of your, your job? Yeah, that's, that is a great question. And you are correct. There is no uh, there is no class or it wasn't at the time <laughs> to prepare you. Uh, so it was very new to me. So I think that's where when you're in um, in the workplace, you know, finding a mentor to cling to, finding that person that's five, 10, 15 years ahead of you in the role and, and looking to them as an example of what to do and what are those best practices. You know, we're very fortunate here in that we had um, a vice president who basically oversaw the brand managers and also created sort of a gold standard for us to work off of. And so when new people would join the team, they could look at this gold standard of at least to give them some guidelines for how to interact with a client. And then, but definitely that one-on-one -on -one in-person mentoring and just watching what people that have more experience than you do and and learning what to do and what not to do and how to make that your own that i think is truly the best way to learn um you know there are some jobs out there that you can prepare for you know just through school but i would say the vast majority you need that hands-on 
experience and mentoring to really help make you the best you can be at your job. You mentioned you basically grew up in the aviation industry. Uh, You referenced him, but your dad is Paul Bowen, internationally acclaimed aviation photographer. Um, I didn't know that at the time when I was working (laughs) for you all, but he he has done some pretty incredible um, things and, and you grew up around that. Did you did you intentionally not want to go into photography or aviation because of that? I mean, tell me how that played into what you decided to do, because you said when you went to KU, you really weren't sure initially and then, you know, kind of got on the path you are. So how did that how did that all work out in your life? Yes. So. You know, when growing up, I mean, it was just dad's job and you just, I didn't really think much of it. I mean, I, I knew that he was gone a lot and, you know, traveling to amazing places and taking beautiful photos and that it was really cool. And that people were always like, oh, your dad's work so cool. You know, but I mean, for most of the part, he was just dad. Um, and so the older I got and realized, oh, okay, the, he's pretty influential in this industry. And I was, I, I would say probably typical teenager in the, um, you know, I, I want to strike out on my own. I don't need to ride my dad's coattails. I would like to go, you know, blaze my own trail. And so when I was in college, um, let's see, I, I started in retail because I thought that was like the holy grail of what to do at the time. <laughs> Why? I'm not sure. I quickly learned after a summer of working at the Gap that basically my whole paycheck was gone because I spent it on all the clothes. Um, I worked terrible hours and I had to listen to the same songs on repeat all day long. And those songs are forever ruined for me. <laughs> So that w- I, I quickly realized that was not my, my path in life, um, as cool as it sounded. Then I would say after that, you know, I basically coming home each summer from KU, finally my dad was like, you know, I think you probably need to get an internship or some kind of real job for the summer. And that's honestly how it started was just, he said, Hey, you think you want to go into communications? I have a friend who is the head of uh, public relations for Learjet. He's willing to let you tag along for the summer. Just go see what you think. So again, you can find out if this is what you want to do or not want to do. And, you know, I'm incredibly grateful to both my dad and to my mentor, Dave Franson, for giving me that opportunity. And because they completely came up with that on their own. I didn't ask for it. And so, you know, as far as staying in aviation, I thought, oh, I'm getting a lot of cool experience. And after the first summer, I thought, you know, this is actually pretty interesting, but I don't know that this is what I want to do. I, I don't know that I want to walk around the factory taking photos, writing a newsletter. Um, but I also didn't understand that I think at the time that there was so much more Um, to the job. And there were so many more opportunities within aviation that I didn't realize at the time. And so, you know, by the time my third summer rolls around and I'm getting ready to graduate from KU, I said, you know what, I'm getting out of Wichita. It's time to leave. It's time to go to Kansas City or Chicago or Dallas or someplace. So I went to Kansas City. I interviewed for a handful of jobs and they all sounded horrible. And 
in the meantime, my boss from Learjet calls me and tells me about this opportunity in Dallas. And he said, I think this is exactly what you're wanting. And it was an events coordinator for Bombardier FlexJet. So essentially I got to travel, which I love to travel. I got to go organize events. I loved doing that at one point in my career, just the logistics and and preparing and, and then executing and then being able to debrief afterward. And so I thought, well, I'll apply. What's the harm? And I ended up two weeks later moving to Dallas. And and then I just fell in love with it. And and I thought, oh, this will be I I think in my mind it was like this will be a short stint. This will be good for my resume. It's an events planning job. I can then springboard from this into like a bigger events planning job. At one point, I think even while I was working there, I um, applied for an events planner at a big resort there in Dallas, thinking that's what I want to do instead. Um, and then just at some point, it just hooked me. And you know, I don't know if the turning point was this or not, but in my first year of working is when 9-11 happened. And, you know, I think for those of us who were just out of college, that was such a pivotal moment in our lives. And what do, what do we want to do? Where do we want to go? Our, our world has just been shaken. And I think it gave us a moment to pause and reevaluate at an age where we might not have done that otherwise. Right. You mentioned uh, brand manager as, as your first job, but I know there are a lot of jobs in a creative agency. Some of our students yes. may be wondering what other occupations or what other talents mm -hmm. are needed. Can you tell us a little bit more about what what jobs you have at the Gretemann Group and the types of folks you're looking for? Yes, there are many jobs, and I think there are many jobs for many personalities. Um, I'm a talker. I like people. I'm pretty extroverted. That's not everybody, but that's also not everybody that we need at an agency. It's okay. You know, introverts can find their place here um, just as much as extroverts. and. I think in terms of the actual jobs, you know, we have copywriters, we have graphic designers, we have production artists, we have uh, production managers who basically act as kind of like the air traffic controller and move the schedules around and all the parts and pieces to make sure everything falls in line when it's supposed to. And um, we have the brand managers, we have strategy. We have user experience um, when it comes to websites. So somebody, you know, looking at an old website and saying, oh, here's what doesn't work. Here's what we need to do and fix it for the new website. Um, we have people that handle metrics, search engine optimization. Um, there are people that just, you know, if you're if you like to nerd out on data especially because of this being a digital world, there are so many opportunities for you in agency life or even just as a freelancer um, to provide those services to an agency. People that can translate data um, from kind of geek speak into something that a CEO or a VP of marketing can understand and then make changes on is a huge asset. Tell us about your current job 
as president of Gretemann Group? And then which job have you enjoyed the most at Gretemann oh. Group? That's a tough I know it's like tough. picking a favorite child, I'm sure. Right, right. Let's see. Okay, so my current role as president is I oversee operations, which means everything from human resources to just making sure that things are running smoothly within the agency that all of our clients are taken care of and that kind of high level high level overview of the agency. Then I also handle business development which means I'm actively seeking new clients, going after new business. If somebody reaches out to us and needs a proposal, wants to understand what Gretemann Group's capabilities are about, I handle that um, before I, and it, it's kind of a process. I start those initial phone calls. I do some vetting. Um, I do presentations. And then at some point I'll bring in a brand manager to for an introduction. And then I switch things over to the brand manager to be the day-to-day person, but then I still float in and out of strategy um, for all of our clients. So it's important that I have a good overview of everything that's going on. Um, I don't need to know all the details and it's almost, you know, if I did know the details, I actually probably wouldn't be doing my job because I, it'd be bogging me down from other things that I need to um, take care of. So that's really that brand manager's responsibility. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I need to know over all what's happening, um, across the board. So it's and, just, and, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. No, I was going to let you finish the question. Go ahead. Oh, um, so in terms of my favorite role, that's really tough. So I love interacting with our clients. I love having a seat at the table with our clients. Um, I'm often asked to go to sales and marketing meetings with our clients and really be at the table where I get to hear about their business goals. And I think that's something that's really changed over the years um, since I've been at the agency because it's just changed in marketing in general is that, you know, back when I started, it was a beautiful direct mail piece and it had a fax form with it. And if the client got a bunch of fax forms returned, they were thrilled that's, that was, you know, because that meant some leads were coming in and people were interested. Now, again, back to the data, everything's digitally tracked. There needs to be metrics and KPIs. And so in order to do that, now it's having a deeper relationship as an agency with our clients to where we really understand, okay, here are the business goals from a quarterly and yearly and even five, three and five year outlook. Um, so that we can understand how marketing can support those goals. Obviously, you have to keep up with the times and technology. For our students who may be considering marketing, advertising, what advice would you give them to get started and then to be able to move up and grow within that field or, or a company? I would say, again, data is king. And so anything that you can learn about Google Analytics or just um, looking at data and analyzing it to, again, be able to provide recommendations 
search engine optimization is really important. And just understanding too how marketing is evolving. I think there are so many wonderful blogs and resources out there that you can just, you know, keep um, keep apprised of what the latest is. Um, I think, you know, doing your homework and, and being an avid learner is really important because like you said, it's changing all the time. So you, you just, you have to be constantly searching for new information. Um, I think there's also learning about things, taking a little bit deeper dive into things that, again, we didn't used to think about all that much from an agency standpoint, but things like um, a CRM, like, you know, your HubSpots, your Salesforce, you know, understanding how those integrate into marketing as well. Uh, because that's, again, a source of data and a source of being able to see that sales funnel all the way through. And I would say writing communication, please, you know, put your phone down and look somebody in the eye and speak to them. I think that that speaks volumes when you can, it's one thing to be able to communicate over an email, over chat, over Slack, whatever. It's a whole nother skill set to be able to have a clear line of communication with someone and making sure that they feel confident in what you're saying because of the way you present yourself. Well, you've obviously been very successful uh, throughout your career. And recently, I, um, you'll have to remind me of the date, you were named chairman of the board of the Wichita Aero Club. And also a distinction, the first female to lead the Wichita Aero Club. Um, I think it was primarily because you have many decades of experience in the aviation industry, but it's a distinction that that certainly was, was made and, and is important. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Wichita Aero Club and what it does, your role as chairman of the board, and what the distinction of being the first female to lead the organization means to you? So the Wichita Aero Club is based here in Wichita, Kansas, the air capital of the world. And it is meant as a networking resource for those in the aviation community and um, also a way to support STEM education within the community. So we have a lot of networking events, lunches, breakfasts, mixers um, for people to get to know each other and spend time together within the industry. But then we also give out scholarships um, to really help that next generation uh, be part of the industry. Um, there is a constant need for new talent to enter the aviation industry. And you would think that it would be easy being here in the air capital and it's not. And it's, you know, it's not just an issue here. It's an issue um, worldwide. Uh, with the aviation industry, you know, pilot shortages, um, maintenance shortages, just shortages across the board, because um, a lot of that was either, either because of a time of poor pay, and so people decided to go into other industries, and now the pay is where it should be, um, or, you know, from a maintenance standpoint, people deciding to just, you know, get more four-year degrees and go to more, you know, white collar office jobs rather than wanting to do more hands-on work. And so 
um, there is, you know, part of our job is to just make sure people are aware of the opportunities within the industry, educate on the amazing things that are happening here and in, you know, around, really, quite frankly, around the world um, when it comes to aviation. You know, my role as the board chair is essentially just to work with the president of the organization to kind of make sure that we're getting those events planned, that we're staying on mission, that we're growing the club, um, and to just make sure that we're seen as a resource for the community. Outside of the Aero Club and work, do you do something fun that's not related to aviation? <laughs> um, not often, no. <laughs> um, I, you know, I do spend a lot of time supporting aviation. I just, it's a passion of mine and it's, you know, in, in my blood. And so I do really like to support aviation. Um, we, I have an eight-year-old son. Um, and so a lot of time spent on the soccer field and, um, golf and, fishing and lots of boy, um, I guess I shouldn't say boy, but lots, lots of outdoor adventures. Mm. Um, so yes, we, we, that's what we do for fun is we just try and relax and spend time as a family. That's great. Well, Ashley, we've appreciated the time you've spent with us. Yeah. Uh, we have students in the Wichita area. Is there, I know you're working with, with major companies and, I don't know if there are opportunities for young people, high school people, but if someone was in high school and wanted to learn shadow, find a mentor, what would you, uh, in our closing, uh, what would you recommend to them to, to get involved as a high school student? That's a great question. So, you know, I would say for the vast majority of companies, they, most of them want interns. So I think there's a lot of opportunity, you know, post high school, but in high school, I think the aviation industry itself is a very friendly industry and people want to help each other and they want to get people excited. We have statistics that show that you need to engage kids at a third grade level in aviation to get them interested enough to want to pursue a career in aviation. And so that being said, um, if, you know, if you're a high schooler and you're really interested in shadowing somebody, um, you can, you can probably find somebody that's willing to let you shadow them. Um, and I think what's great about Wichita is, in, in particular is that there are small companies that serve aviation up to the big companies. And so even if there's not an opportunity with a big company, you can definitely find one with a smaller company. Um, <clears throat> I would say um, you know, you could certainly reach out to us at the Wichita Aero Club and, and we can send things out to the membership and see what opportunities there are there. Um, you know, from a marketing standpoint, I think, again, you know, trying to find opportunities to shadow people is always a good, good approach. Um, now, there are some businesses that won't, I know, um, for us even, you know, we deal with a lot of confidential information. And so it's hard for us to do shadowing days because of that confidential information. But 
Um, you can certainly approach somebody. I would say most people are willing to have a coffee or, you know, get together in some way, shape or form to, to share knowledge of what they do and, and how you can get involved in the industry. Great. Well, we will put the um, website URLs for Gretman Group, and I assume the Wichita Aero Club has a website. Yes. So we will make sure that is below as well. Again, thanks for your time. It's great reconnecting. Okay. I think we've we've um, emailed, text, but we haven't spoken for forty years or whatever. But <laughs> yes, it's, it's great to see you. Thank you again, and congratulations yeah. on all your success. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you having me on. And I would say again, you know, to, to students and really anybody, you know, build, build those relationships. You know, again, this is a perfect example of a relationship that's lasted a, a long time and how you can help each other out, you know, never underestimate the power of being friendly to someone and, and how far that'll get you. And just, I think, you know, be sure that you treat others with compassion and grace along the way and don't be afraid to work hard. It's really important to work hard to get what you want. And just, you know, you've got to, in the first half of your career, you've got to say yes to things, like say yes to every opportunity that comes across in the first half of your career, because in the second half of your career, you're going to have to say no to a lot of things because you won't have time to do them. Um, and just, you know, keep that in mind as you progress, because that will get you a long way. And, and just, I think also, again, with this relationship, like, take time to give back to others. That, that is such an important thing to do. And you have the opportunity with whether it's time, talent, or treasure, depending where you are in life, you know, and when you're young, you have all the time in the world to give. Uh, when you're, you know, you've worked for a few years, you have the ability to give your talent. And as you get older, you have more treasure to give. And, you know, while you should give that along the way, you you definitely have that, you know, more accessible the older you get. So give back in whatever way you can, because it's important. It'll make you a better person and it'll make you a better employee. And, you know, hopefully one day it'll make you a better boss and maybe even a parent. Great advice. Thanks, Ashley. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching Espresso Yourself with Chuck. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will subscribe to the channel and also check out all the videos on our Jobs for America's Graduates Kansas YouTube site. Music for Espresso Yourself with Chuck is provided by Ben Sound Music at bensound.com. Thank you to our announcer, Kelly Newton, and producers Kim Fertig and Don Neer.